All right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <clears throat> I am your host, your under-the-weather host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to the Colorado Avalanche. <clears throat> yes, uh, I know I was sick not that long ago, but it's coming back around again, and when... Uh, you have two little kids, and uh, the almost four-year-old gets invited to a kid party, and there's all sorts of kids uh, the same age as she is. You're bound to come down with something. So uh, she's got it. I got it. Uh, my wife and my younger son so far have been spared. But, uh, yeah, as, as you can tell, I, I, there's, there's not another host hosting this right now. It's still me. It's just uh, a little bit more difficult to get the words out today. So we will plow through. And um, yeah, we got it's an off day, but there's always information going on with the Colorado Avalanche. First things first, like we always do, social media, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. I appreciate everybody uh, with the likes, the comments, the follows, all that other stuff. It's been great. Uh, follow on Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. <clears throat> Send your comments, concerns, opinions, whatever you want to say. Your get well cards to me over at Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Uh, real quick, I guess we should do like a, a Crider watch, I guess, because... You know, he, there's been names thrown around. Like I said the other day, uh, Martinez is a name getting thrown around from the Kings to be brought over from in a trade. Everybody thinks that Chris Kreider is high on the list, and I did a segment yesterday about how it's St. Louis and uh, Colorado, just based on a, a Rangers website, which is, you know, everybody's gonna have their own opinions. So, uh, so I guess <clears throat> we probably should do. Something like a Chris Kreider watch to see if he's in the lineup. Apparently he wasn't uh, the last game, which was a couple days ago. I don't know who that was against. Uh, I I don't I didn't pay attention to it, to it at the time, so I don't know why he was removed. But he is playing. He did play. Well, I say he is playing because as I'm recording this, they are playing Toronto. Um, so he he was in the lineup against the Maple Leafs. So nothing involving Chris Kreider as of yet. And I don't want to make this seem like Chris Kreider is the answer to all the problems, but I think he is going to be the, not not like the Taylor Hall. I'm not saying that he's on that level of, <clears throat> of skill, but I think he is the one that people are going to target as the big get in the trade deadline. So, and if the Avalanche are involved with him, which it seems like they are, uh, all signs point to their having at least interest. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. So he played against Toronto. I would have no reason why he wouldn't. Could this be a deadline type of deal for him? Absolutely it could. Could it be something where they, uh, if, if there's a deal to be had, do they do it ahead of time? Absolutely too. So we'll keep an eye on that as the days and weeks and games go along. In terms of Colorado Avalanche news for the players that are currently on the team, um, Mark Barbario, who has not played for, it seems like, oh, forever. It's, I know it's been over a month. Um, someone said 17 games. 
I, I that's got to be pretty close to being accurate. He was sent down to uh, the Colorado Eagles for a quote conditioning assignment. Now, what that means is exactly what it sounds like. They want to get him back in game mode so they can bring him back up. Uh, so it's not anything that he's getting sent down for poor performance. He hasn't performed at all. He hasn't played. Uh, but it's clear that they want him back in the lineup. Um, and he's been he's been a coach's decision. He's been a healthy scratch as why he's not playing. So they sent him down with that reasoning. Uh, so all in, in Tense are that he's going to come back up. Who knows when that is? Maybe just a couple games to get his legs under him and he'll come back up. Now, who is he going to replace? Uh, we don't know. I haven't heard anything on who is exactly injured. Um, I know uh, who was it that took a Belmar took a, a hit during the game, but I haven't heard if <clears throat> that's anything that's lingering. It could be that. Um, but Barbario is a defenseman. So who, I didn't really see anybody on the defense get hurt, but who knows? We're all kind of speculating right now. But for now, as he's down playing for the Eagles, getting conditioned, uh, Callie Rosen is getting called up. And I really like Callie Rosen. He was, I don't want to say he was a throw-in for the, the trade that brought Kadri over and sent Kerfoot and Barry over to Toronto. Um, but he, he was, he he's a player to watch um young kid but i i really like how he plays i really like how he skates and i think he just needs to be given an opportunity and maybe this is it it's going to be short i I don't imagine it's going to be for very long um but these guys have been taking advantage of their opportunities when they're getting called up have they not we saw it very early in the season one at a time i mean we've, we've been through this so many times this conversation about all the injuries that they had and the reason why they are sustaining is, one, Nathan McKinnon, and two, because all the players that they're calling up are holding their own. Um, and I, I, whenever I, when I saw that, and whenever I see Callie Rosen, Rosen gets called up, um, I think people are going to be surprised by him. He, doesn't, he hasn't really done much, I just think because he hasn't been up for long enough, and he's just got to get comfortable. Um, and there's a comfortability level, and I think only getting called up again only helps him. Uh, so keep an eye on him. And they're going up against Ottawa, who obviously is not. Uh, they, they should they should be in the realm of the Buffalo game that we just saw. So it's a good uh, matchup for him. Uh, you know, a team that's on the lower end of the standings that maybe he can do something against. So um, I'll be I'll be watching him intently. I think he's I think he's going to perform very well, if only for a couple games, because that's the future. And this is this is going, even if it's only a couple of games, they're going to see how he does. If he's not, I don't expect him to be off the charts, but they're going to monitor him. And this is, all of these guys are what the future are. And, and do they make a, a deal like they did with Tyson Berry because they're confident in guys like Kali Rosen? It remains to be seen. We will see it. So, um yeah, so we are going to get to some power rankings here in a minute, and we are also going to preview that Ottawa game uh, a little bit later on. So uh, grab a quick snack, and we'll bring up some power rankings. All right, before we get to power rankings, just quickly wanted to bring up a couple post-game interviews in the locker room. 
uh, one with Kale McCarr and one with Andre Burkowski. Um, and, and I know you obviously can't see it because this is an audio form, but, and I know it's the visiting locker room, but you would think like the Sabres might invest a little bit more in their visiting team locker room. I mean, this thing looked like my high school gymnasium locker room. Uh, it seems like they hadn't done anything to it in a while and they don't intend to, which I get it. It's a visiting team, but I mean, these are professional teams and professional athletes they i don't know it, if you want to go see it it's kind of comical um it's almost like what's that college team i think it's iowa who purposely paints every year they put a fresh coat of pink paint on the visiting team's locker room they take more pride in doing that than the buffalo sabers uh visiting team locker room but anyway here's a quick soundbite from kale mccarr and then andre burkowski and we'll I'll make a brief comment on that, and then we'll get into some power rankings. Yeah, last night, the game seemed like a, a good team game for you guys. Um, kind of at this point in the season, with having the mindset of not having two losses in a row, kind of what was what did you see from the game last night? Yeah, I mean, I think we just played really well. Um, we were consistent all night. Uh, I don't think we started the game very well, though. Um, it's just going to be something that we improve on. But I think our mindset now is just not losing two in a row, and that's kind of where we want to be. You getting the the rookie scoring record for a defenseman last night for franchise history. I know it's not something you necessarily think about, but what does that kind of mean to you when you look at at the history of this organization? I mean, for me, I'm very honored and just humbled to even um, be in consideration for that and stuff. But I mean, it's all teammate uh, relative. Everybody on this team setting personal records, and um, it's awesome to see. And it's just a testament to I think how well we work together and um, how much we just come in every day, um, being able to compete and make each other better. You talk about your teammates. I know last year when you came in and during the playoffs, you talked about how the guys just kind of welcomed you into the room. How has it been kind of coming into this room and having a full season with these guys? I mean, it's awesome. It's, we have a great group of guys. Um, they had a great group last year when I came in, and I think we have an even better group this year. So, um, no, I mean, it, it's all, it's uh, tough to find a team where everybody's uh, likable and everybody likes each other. So, um, no, it's awesome. Only about halfway through the season, but you've now played more games than you did with UMass last year. How have you been kind of adjusting to the grind that is an 82-game NHL season? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, obviously, you want to prepare yourself for it. And I think this summer now, knowing what I've gone through so far, I think I can uh, better prepare myself for even next season, hopefully. So, um, I mean, it, it's a long season, and we're going to play more games in these next two months than I did all last season as well. So, I mean, you just got to be ready and uh, kind of refuel your body and recover ball. Looking at the next 30 games, kind of, what do you want to focus on for yourself and and as a team going into what could be a long spring? I just want to I just want to be consistent individually. Um, I want to be reliable. I think there's been so many ups and downs this season for me. It's just such a learning curve, and I think um, for me, just mentally stay stay stable and um, just come out every night and be consistent. You just set a new career high in points, goals the whole night. How would you describe tonight? Just this year you've been having. Um, no, I think I've been I've been uh, fitting in pretty good with this team. Uh, I like everyone, and uh, everyone is good to me, so that helps. You know, find uh, uh, you're feeling comfortable here. You come to the rink every day. You're looking forward to it, and you know, that wasn't something I had uh, had in the past. So it was not always the best time to go to the rink, and you know, like this year, I've just been been wanting to go see the boys all the time. So uh, I think that's that one of the reasons. And, uh, just tonight, I think we, even that we're up 6-1, I don't think we stop playing. We just keep going and keep trying to score. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think we we have the keys to it that we need to have a successful line. We got we got we got Val that's just like a horse out there. It's tough to get the puck from him. He's working working really hard, uh, making plays, and uh, uh, he's having a really good year too. Um, obviously, uh, Nas making all the plays and uh, so. So good with the puck and finding open lanes and just give it to us. So um, yeah, for me, I'm just trying to trying to get some speed to the line and same making plays. And uh, today worked out pretty good. And I think we we've been building that chemistry for for a couple of games now. When yeah, we're not stopping here, we're gonna keep going. All right, so we'll start with Kale McCarr, and you lose sight of things like being a rookie and the grind of an NHL season. Any rookie, not just someone on the skill level of Kale McCarr. They never really have played um, as a season like they, they are in the NHL um, at any point in their career. So to to have the travel, the back-to-backs, a couple of days off and you're playing again, away from home for a long period of time, <clears throat> that can that can get to any player. You know, that gets to veterans that have been doing it for 20 years, and it can get to the rookie that's never done it before at all. It's an adjustment. Is there signs of him slowing down? Like I said, I don't. I, there's no sign of that. But there's still 30 games to go, so just something to keep in on your radar. And you, you never know with these guys because it's it's a whole learning process the entire first year. Um, but you know he he's an anomaly. I think I think we'll be fine with him for the duration of a season. And then you got the playoffs on top of that. So, and Burkowski said it, and Makar said it as well. Just the the cohesion on this team, um, the the friendships on this team, and they asked Burkowski, "Why are you basically succeeding?" And it's just the mentality of the team. Um, you know, it's it's it, maybe he didn't have that in Washington. I don't know, uh, but you can definitely tell that these guys are getting along. Winning helps. Um, yeah, and and I think that that is going to carry them. Uh, into a really good spot into the playoffs. Now, where do they stand when it comes to power rankings this week? And it's going to be an interesting week, and it shows because they're all over the place. Um, having that long bye week <clears throat> coupled with the All-Star game. So where do they stand? We'll start with Sports Illustrated. Uh, and Sports Illustrated, to their credit, I, I, I don't think teams that have a bye week should move down a ton. If you want to move them down because another team really is just on fire, fine. I don't think it should be held against any team for having a bye week and moving down on the power rankings. I think one of these sites, and I'll save that one for last, did it. For Sports Illustrated, anyway, they had him at six, and they kept them at six. And their comment is, even with Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, and Kale McCarr, the Avs power play has converted just 18.9% of its chances. That's not cause for panic. The Capitals and Islanders have done worse in that stretch, but Colorado has room to improve in extra man situations down the stretch, something we have covered many times on this show. So I am in agreement there. Over at CBS Sports, they have them moving down one spot. Okay. They were nine. Now they have them moved down to 10. And their comment states the Avs have been fairly unspectacular of late. But all know the talent is there, and their ceiling is as high as any team in the West. 
their reported interest in adding significant reinforcements at the trade deadline, perhaps Chris Kreider, that's not me saying that, that is them, uh, is a bit scary. So again, something that we have talked about. Have they been unspectacular? I think that's a bit harsh, but um, they haven't played up to their level. I'll say that. And yes, adding Chris Kreider makes them very, very scary. Um, The score... Same thing, dropped them one spot and the exact same spots. Had them at nine and dropped them down to 10. And their comment is Gabriel Landeskog missed 16 games with an injury earlier this season, so matching his career output of 34 goals and 75 points from 2018-19 was always unlikely. However, at his current rate of production, despite showing some life recently, he'd produce only 53 points over 82 contests in 2019-2020. And he was my number one guy. If you remember last week when I did the show about three guys that I really think are going to have really good second halves, he was my number one guy that I thought was going to have a good second half and needs to. Um, and we're only a couple games in, but he, he would he pick up an assist, I think, against uh, Buffalo. So he got on the board, and maybe that's that's all he needs to get going. We'll see. All right, next one is our old nemesis ESPN. Uh they had them moving up. <laughs> Somehow, someway, maybe just because it's ESPN and they don't really know what they're doing with hockey, uh, they just kind of nip a board and see what sticks. Uh, they had them moving up from eight to six. Um, and I think they did like something. Every team's best decision this season is the headline. Trading away Tyson Berry wasn't easy. Mm, maybe it was. But it turned out well. Kale McCarr has shown he can handle top minutes, plus the return of Nazem Kadri, or the return included Nazem Kadri, which gives the Az scoring depth they sorely needed the past few seasons. Okay. Thank you, ESPN. And finally, the sporting news. And if you would like to follow, uh, her name is Jackie Spiegel, the one who did this. I don't say anything malicious. Uh, maybe just go on and say I disagree with you. But they had them dropping 10 spots from 4 to 14. They do rate them as a contender, which is nice. Uh, but their comment is they dropped a bit, but are still in the hunt and have one of the best schedules down the stretch. Uh, dropped a bit is an understatement, but okay. Uh, they have the Knights ahead of them. The Islanders ahead of them, the Panthers ahead of them, the Oilers ahead of them, Flyers, and then you get into the Stars and stuff like that. But I just don't, I don't, Colorado Avalanche are not the 14th best team in this league despite a bye season. I'm, I'm sorry. I heavily dispute that one. So if you want to go make a argument, like I said, be nice. We're nice Avalanche fans, but just write a strongly worded tweet disagreeing. That's all we can say. All right. And the last thing we have to get to is a preview of the Ottawa game and the in-flight menu. I'll uh, place my order uh, for the flight over to Ottawa. So the Senators, uh, yeah, struggling team, which we kind of expected going into the season. Uh, Their last five games, they are one and four. They're coming off a three-game losing streak. Last game against Anaheim, they lost 3-2. to 
Current record looks like 18, 24, and 11. Total of 47 points. And the only ones below them are is the team that's below everybody in the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they they got some work to do. Uh, you know, we, it, it's been talked about over and over again, you know, with the whole Matt Duchesne thing. We don't need to get into that, but I think we will be tied to the Senators for the foreseeable future because of that deal and the the discrepancy between what that trade has done for both franchises. Senators got a long way to go um, before they get back to relevance. But, you know, things can be on the fast track with, you know, draft picks and uh, the free agency market. It's just when you're a team that is struggling as much as they are, it's tough to attract free agents. So in terms of uh, individual stats, Anthony Duclair having a really good season, leading them with 34 points, leading them in goals with 21. And and Tomas Shabbat is leaving, leading them in assists with 25. Um, team stats is <clears throat> kind of a bit all over the place. Uh and, and it's just more kind of like bad news. <laughs> uh, goals for their, <clears throat> let's see, where were they? They're there. Okay, they're on the bottom of the list. They're 23rd in the league, 2.72 points per game. Uh, and then goals against is, is where they struggle, 3.28. That's fourth worst in the league. Um, and then when it comes to special teams, their, uh, what do we got? Penalty kill is middle of the road at 16 and they're at uh, 80% and their power play is one of the worst in the league. There's only three teams below them in Chicago, Detroit, and Anaheim. Uh, they are at 15.2% in power play. So, and, and, you know, like one of the, the power rankings said, the Avs have to get back on track with their power play. And, you know, they didn't have a single power play against Buffalo. They had they converted one um, against the Flyers. So, you know, again, this is a team where they should, uh, if they can get on the power play, take advantage of it. They are, they have an immense tilt in uh, talent. Um, so let's see, it should be, it should be another victory. You hate to predict, you know, um, a blowout or anything like that, but, uh, this is a game the avalanche should win and and a game that they need to win. So, and maybe the food on the flight will fuel them to victory. And let's see what we're going to put in for our (coughs) flight to Ottawa. The menu today. For pre-departure, selection of beverages and assorted snacks, as well as the Anchor Bar Chicken Wings. So we got wings for pre-departure. In-flight, you got a prime rib with mashed potatoes and garlic green beans. Pesto salmon, nope, no no seafood for me. Or sliced pork with cran apple chutney, sweet potatoes, and garlic green beans. (coughs) I think I'm going to be that guy. And combine. I would. I would think I'm gonna go with the prime rib, but I want those sweet potatoes and the green beans. So all you gotta do is just switch that up. I think they would do that for me. And once again, dessert 
freshly baked cookies. I think I'm going with the double double chocolate chip on this one. Um, and I think that's a fuel for victory right there. So that is going to be it for today, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. We will see you tomorrow. Send me emails. Follow on Twitter. Follow on Instagram. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!